Advancing innovative research, academic excellence, and family-centered care to transform outcomes for children around the world. Children's Mercy Kansas City presents the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is ethical issues in genomic testing of children. My guest is Dr. John Lantos. Dr. Lantos is the Director of Pediatric Bioethics at Children's Mercy Kansas City and Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Missouri-Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Lantos, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So let's just give a, a quick overview maybe of genomic sequencing and exactly how is it being used today. Sure. So first thing to know is that uh, the ability to sequence a genome is uh, a relatively recent technological development. The first one was sequenced around the year 2000. It took 10 years and $3 billion. Uh, right. Now it is uh, available commercially and clinically. Uh, it takes about uh, 24 to 48 hours in, some, uh, in the best cases and costs about $1,000. So wow. <laughs> been, there's been remarkable developments over the last decade. Uh, it's being used uh, primarily today in two contexts, and there's talk of a third. The first one is for diagnosis of an individual patient uh, who's sick uh, in the hospital, perhaps, and has a uh, has medical problems that the doctors can't figure out what is the underlying diagnosis. So in the past, they'd come up with sort of their best guess uh, or best clinical judgment about uh, the most likely diagnosis and do a single test that would either confirm that diagnosis or rule it out. And then they'd move on to the, their next most likely candidate diagnosis, et cetera, et cetera. That took a long time. It cost a lot of money. Now... You can we can do the whole genome and essentially do thousands of tests all at once, find abnormalities in the genome, and using uh, interpretive uh, algorithms, uh, narrow it down to one, two, or three possibilities. So that sometimes allows doctors to figure out what's causing a, a baby or a child's problem. Uh, the second way people have talked about using it is as a predictive test. That is not necessarily for a kid who's sick today, but uh, either in healthy kids or in kids who have a family history of certain problems to see whether they carry genes that make them more likely to get diseases in the future. That that one is a little more ethically controversial since some of the diseases we can test for don't have their onset in childhood. And so questions have been raised about whether it's appropriate to test kids uh, for diseases that have no immediate or direct clinical implication. And the third one that people are talking about, but so far nobody's actually doing, is as part of a public health screening program. And that would be sort of the equivalent of what's done for newborn screening today using non-genomic uh, testing, that is testing all babies for a panel of particular diseases. Why is it considered one of the more challenging technologies in pediatrics? So the main reason is that because genome sequencing is so new, 
many of the results that we get are difficult to interpret. Uh, these have been called genomic variants of unknown significance, so that if you got your genome tested or I got my genome uh, tested, that is, our whole genome sequenced, uh, people who are analyzing the results would say, boy, there's a lot of uh, uh, variants here from what we consider to be a normal genome. Some of them may be important, some may be relevant, some may predispose you to a disease, but others we just have no idea what they mean. And so the process of interpreting uh, uh, the entire genome with its many, many variants is an ongoing process of uh, discovery. Let, right now so we're just at the very to, beginning. Right. Yep. Let, I, let, but, Dr. Lanches, I want to go back to the, the, the ethical issue because you, you brought up an interesting point. So I... I in, so where do we stand then at using genomic sequencing um, in predicting uh, adult diseases? I mean, obviously, that's the main issue that people are having. So you have some physicians, obviously, and researchers who want to move forward with that kind of testing and some who don't. Where is that argument? Where is that debate? Um, and, and where do you see it going in the future? So here's what we know. Uh, if you... Um ask adults who are known to be at risk for a certain disease, say breast cancer or Huntington's, those are two of the most common for which genetic testing is now available, and ask them, do you want to get a test that tells you whether uh, your risk is higher or lower than uh, we currently thought? A lot of people say they would want such testing uh, when they're asked theoretically, but when they're actually offered the testing, many fewer get the test. So we know that many competent adults who are asked about getting such testing don't want it. So the question for children is whether, um, for an adult onset disease, we should hold off on testing until they're old enough to make the decision themselves, knowing that if they're like adults today, many of them will not want those results or whether we should allow doctors or parents to uh, essentially make that decision for them and foreclose their option not to know. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that generally children not be tested, uh, but the American College of Medical Genetics says that it should be up to the parents and that in some cases uh, all children should be tested. So uh, there's a big debate among various uh, yeah. professional societies. Do you think it's, you know, at this point, does it seem to be just more focused than on uh, on the parents as the decision make, uh, makers in this, uh, whether this testing should happen? Well, the question is whether uh, parents' right to make the decision should be, uh, 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 whether the parents should have the right to make the decision or whether um, doctors should refuse to do that kind of testing. Uh, in defense of the child's right to preserve uh, their own ability to make that decision when they grow up. So some doctors and many uh, geneticists will simply say no. If parents want it, they say, uh, we, don't, we don't do that kind of testing. Uh, but others view it as sort of an informed consent issue, and they 
will discuss with the parents the reasons why uh, many people think it's not a good idea, but ultimately defer to the parents to make that decision. So back to the to the to the testing itself, the the genomic sequencing. Where, where do you see this really going then? Um, putting you know, if just for a moment, the ethical issue aside, where where do you see genomic sequencing going in the future? What what types of applications um, are you most excited about, and where is Children's Mercy in this in, in the whole process? Yeah, so I think uh, where it's going uh, in the future and where it's going clinically is directly tied into the ethical issues because uh, it is going in the direction of diagnostic testing rather than predictive testing because, in part, diagnostic testing is uh, less ethically controversial. If we have a sick baby or a sick child and the test can help us figure out what to do today, uh, that uh, uh, doesn't fall under the set of ethical concerns about predictive testing for adult onset conditions. And the American Academy of Pediatrics is fine with it, and the FDA is fine with it, and everybody thinks that is sort of the current uh, non-controversial state-of-the-art. Where that will go is in uh, increasing refinement of the interpretive algorithms so that we'll be able to uh, get better and more accurate uh, diagnoses as we learn more and more about which genetic variations are actually associated with disease and which are not. A couple other places where it's likely to go in the near future, and I say that because it's already starting to go in that direction. One, One is testing for what's called pharmacogenomics. That is to say, It's pretty amazing, isn't it, Dr. Lantos, that where we've come, where we were ten years ago, and where we're at today. You can only imagine where where we'll be at with this type of powerful test uh, in, as you say, in the near future. Dr. Lantos, thank you for the work that you're doing, and thanks for coming on the show. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening.